Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. All right, and we are back. It's been a while since the whole gang's been back together. Steve, what have you been up to? Oh my gosh, uh, eating chocolate. That's pretty much my life. Are you are you eating your way out of business, or are you are you leaving stuff for customers? Hey, I never answer those questions. <laughs> I'm doing good. We just finished our outdoor movies for the summer, and we're just doing chocolate shop stuff. Excellent. And and you have Magic Mondays every Monday. We do. So we just have a magician. Um, Lefty um, Chris comes in every Monday, and he actually will do magic around all the tables. Um, his partner, Celeste, does balloon sculptures. It's fun. Very nice. Every Monday, about 7 to 10-ish. 7 to so. 10. Uh, I need to bring Glennon in sometime to check that out. I still have not. What? Cool. You what? haven't gotten I know. I'm a horrible father. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's chocolate. Andrea, how have you been? I've been good. It's been a while. I've missed you guys. Um, I've been busy with the web series, but it's, you know, released and going off really well. And uh, I am now full-time acting at Salt Lake Acting Company. So working on a play and just rehearsing my butt off. Wow. What's the play you're working on the right now? The play is um, called Winter. And it uh, we open October 14th and it runs through just before Thanksgiving. But it's about Alzheimer's. Um, it's a woman who um, she's kind of going downhill pretty quickly. And her and her husband had made a pact to go out together early. But her husband's not declining as quickly as she is. <laughs> so now she's enlisting her daughter who I play or granddaughter uh, to help her kind of take. I guess they call it self-deliverance. Um, okay. Go on before things get really bad. So it's good, it's cute, it's funny, but it, it does have a serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. What have you been up to, Dylan? Um, not much. Just living the graphic designer's life, you know, making pretty pictures for everybody. Uh, I went to Comic-Con, and you and Steve did as well. Yes. Never quite connected with you guys. How how was Comic-Con for you guys? Well, how about you, Steve? How would... I saw snakes. Really? Lots yeah. of snakes? Creatures Encounters. I love those guys. Those guys creep me out. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love animals. Like snakes and spiders. I definitely don't do creepy crawlies. Yeah, but Little Pretzel's cool. (laughs) It's a cute little snake. (laughs) I love that it's called Little Pretzel. (laughs) Yeah. Now, speaking of Comic-Con, we've got another geeky episode. I I think I should just rename the podcast, you know, because we end up going geek instead of creativity. Um, On that note, we've got the owners of Watchtower Cafe... Hello. Mike Hi. and Corey. Now, you've got kind of difficult last names. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> we both do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. Uh, uh, my, mine is not pronounced as it's spelled. It's Hookstra, like Captain Hook, but you spell it H-O-E-K-S-T-R-A. Um, it's Dutch, uh, and the Dutch do things weird, I guess. And my <laughs> name is pronounced how exactly how it's spelled, Tuiasoa. But still, people have trouble and difficulty saying it. Ever since I moved here, so since I was 12 years old, uh, all my friends call me Tui. So, Mike, Tui, I answer to both. Okay. My, my last name is also, mine's Italian, Mazziotti. Most people ah. say Mazziotti. I answer to either. I like a tour around the world. <laughs> 
depending on my level of if I want to correct them or not. Yes. <laughs> I've actually had my last name mispronounced so many times that there's times I catch myself mispronouncing my own last name. So. Yeah. My, my father-in-law, when he gave my son his blessing in church, he, he knew the proper way to say it, but he said it the wrong way during that blessing. Mm-hmm. I would say it the wrong way just on purpose. Does that mean he's not blessed if it's said the wrong way? No. No. <laughs> hey, at least it's just your last names. My first name, Andrea. I get pronounced Andrea, Andrea, Andra. Like one of my best friends from Miami still calls me Andrea. And to, I'm fine with it. It's the same name. It's just different dialects. But I'm just kind of like. Oh. Well, I would always like sit in school when they take attendance the first, you know, the first day of school. And they would be going down all the names, Allred, Smith, like all the Utah names. <laughs> and then the teacher would get to Mike. Pause, long pause. And I just raise my hand here. It's me. Don't worry about pronouncing it. Well, it would kill them because my parents also gave me, I love my middle name, but it's D-A-N-E-E with an accent. And so most people just look at it and they're like, Danny, Danye, and it's Danae. But then my last name, also very simple. It My, my maiden name was Kyle, but it's spelled K-I-L-E. So I'd always get like Andrea, Danny, Kile. And I'm Kile. like, Yes, yes, here. <laughs> Names are weird. <laughs> they are. I just thought it was interesting to start with since... Anyway, um, so Watchtower Cafe. Kind of describe how that, that came about. Uh, Corey, you start. Okay, so it, it's a little bit of a kind of a crossing of paths of his and ours, but um, we we kind of... Um, I've always wanted to kind of start my own business, Um I've, I've always been frustrated working for somebody else and I, uh, always had a plan to work for myself. Um, and so I, I always came up with ideas of different businesses and, uh, one of them was always to do like a cafe or like a coffee shop. I've always wanted to be a barista or a bartender. And, um, it just so happened that, um, I was working at this place, Coffee Connection and um, they they wanted to sell. And Tui over here already had a business plan. Yeah, um, like years, I mean, I think it was probably four or five years ago. Uh, just my cousin and I would stay up late uh, kind of throwing around like what ifs, what if questions like what if we had our own comic book shop? What would it look like? And we just stay up all night, like just geeking out. He and I were both really big uh, comic book superhero nerds and Star Wars, Star Trek. And and uh, it just kind of, we'd one-up each other with ideas. Like, oh, it'd have to be this way. It'd have to be that way. And it'd have to be a comic book shop that's not like anything else that's out there right now. Because otherwise, why would people come here? And um, one of the ideas was, let's have a little coffee shop bar, like a coffee bar in a little cafe in, in the corner. So, and we can have couches to where you, people can come and buy comics and stay and hang out, play games, drink some coffee, uh, whatever. And then fast forward like several years that, and that, that was the idea that never went away. Right. It was just kind of every few years or so, like my cousin and I would get together, like would be really cool if we, we had the shop. Right. And, um, this happened, I met Corey, and she's working at Coffee Connection and kind of made a, like a half-serious joke about, you know, I should buy a Coffee Connection and turn it into Watchtower. And that same day that that I was joking around with that uh, with, with Corey, she 
kind of inquired with the manager at the time. And it's turned out that they were looking to sell. And so it like, happened really fast. Like that same day, the, the ball started rolling. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's just jump in. Yeah. That space is kind of what is kind of big for just big. a yes. co- coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've been in it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of why the owners of Coffee Connection wanted to uh, leave that space because they were just doing coffee. And a couple of like, they, they started doing sandwiches kind of maybe a little too late in the game, but it was mostly just coffee and, and some pastries and stuff. And uh, if, you're, if you're only doing that, it's such a big space that uh, I think it was just too big for, for just a coffee shop. So they moved. They moved to Trolley Square and a really cool, um, really, really nice spot. How long ago was this when you guys actually opened your doors? Uh, not quite a year. So here in about a couple of weeks, we're going to have our one-year anniversary. We, we opened doors October having a big 9th. party? Not yes. a big party, no. No. But we wanted to. A quiet, solemn party? A, a few, yeah. a, like, a, uh, if you would have asked us before Comic-Con, maybe several months ago, we were we had big plans. We were going to do a block party. Uh, we have a lot of music. Uh, friends who are musicians we're gonna have a bands there play and uh the closer it got to comic-con the the more stressed out we were getting about that and then now post comic-con we're like let's just do it like our friends and and maybe some of our first customers and we'll just do that so it's just gonna be a very very low-key like come and let us say thank you for supporting us in this first year and that's about all we're doing we've all always been a sword family Yes, we are a sword family. Uh, so we're we're kind of kind of just do like this little small party of uh, melon cutting with all our broadswords and, and broadswords, katanas, and some uh, like anime looking swords. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, we're just gonna chop some melons up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so talk a little bit because I mean, just jumping off that whole thing, like um, more than a coffee shop. Um, I know I've known you guys almost from the very beginning. I love right. you guys. Um, luckily, you guys are literally like four blocks from where I live, yeah. <laughs> so the convenience is nice. But um, talk to us about like all the things that are beyond the coffee. Oh, but you have to talk about the coffee and all the unique things that you guys do with the coffee. Do you want us to talk about the coffee first, sure. or the or, or or the other stuff? Whatever sounds natural. Okay. We uh, um, when we kind of announced to some of our friends, we've got like a really nice network of really supportive people that also Good friends. Um, have reaches and very different um, like hobbies or um, things to be enthusiastic about aside from geeky stuff. And uh, I had a, a friend of mine who was just like, I know the perfect coffee guy and um, referred um, us. But before we even opened our doors, there was like a, a little bit of a trans transition period where the, the doors were closed. We were kind of going in and, um, getting some stuff fixed up. Um, and, uh, in walks this guy. I forgot to lock one of the doors <laughs> and he, he comes in with bags of coffee beans and he's very exuberant and, uh, kept talking my ear off just about like how much he loves coffee and how much we should buy these beans. <laughs> and we were going to shop around. We, we wanted to be more of like a, a local, community center or a local coffee shop that that sold like lo- a, like a local roaster and but local pastries. But it had pastries. to be good. Yeah, it had to. Of the the nature of the business where we're kind of trying to combine two two businesses, right? Like um uh geeky like comic books and and events and games and things like that along with coffee. 
And uh, I was terrified of being pegged as as a um, a gimmick, right? Like uh, trying right. to take, trying that. to ride this this novelty wave of like you know geeks are or what's popular right now, and Star Wars is cool, and um, comic books and and you know the Marvel movies are just just awesome right now. So I didn't want to be accused of like just being a novelty act, a uh, one hit wonder of sorts. And so the coffee had to be good. I didn't know a whole lot about coffee. I loved coffee. But um, that was one of the things that we were, were going to take a tour to Salt Lake of all the roasters in, in Salt Lake and make sure that we got what we felt was the best because the coffee had to be good if we were going to do this the, the right way. And we never did it. We never did it because uh, Joe you guys Evans. Are killing me. Who is this guy? This strange guy <laughs> Joe, that showed up at the Joe yeah. Evans walks in. Um, he, he was uh, the owner of, of No Brow Coffee, if you guys remember um, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, it's and now blue copper, but he's blue copper now. He, uh, man, I can't say enough great things about Joe. Like I, I, he's, he's the most knowledgeable person about coffee. Uh, and I believe that, that Salt Lake has a, um, a very lively and, and growing coffee culture, uh, like, a in the third wave realm of, of really high end, very good coffee, um, you know, world-class. And I think Joe's like part of the reason why Salt Lake is, is uh, something to, to look at that, uh, you know, as mm-hmm. far as coffee goes. He's a huge part of why the coffee's so good here. Yeah. Um, if if you're not familiar with third wave coffee, just the way that I kind of explain it is um, most big chain coffee shops assumes that you don't like the taste of coffee. Um, third wave has a higher espresso to milk ratio. So you actually can taste the espresso. So it in, in the style of third wave assumes that you do like the taste of coffee. It's not hidden by a whole bunch of um, sugar or anything like that, that the inherent taste is there by the way it's made. Yeah. There's a long history and Joe will, will talk your ear off <laughs> if you want that, to open that can of worms yes. and talk about coffee. He will talk. And that's who, that's what happened. So Joe brings in these mm-hmm. samples um, from La Barba. He's working with La Barba coffee now. Uh, used to be charming beard. And, we we crack a bag open and and brew some up. One sip, and Corey and I looked at each other. And we're like, I think uh, I don't think there's any, yeah. really any reason to go anywhere else. This is mm-hmm. by far the greatest coffee I've ever had in my life. And so that was it. We we went exclusive with La Barba, and we feel like we feel confident in saying that we have the best coffee in in Salt Lake. There's uh, a lot of our baristas too. Uh, we put through a really good like training regimen. Um, something worthy of like a Rocky montage yeah. sort of deal. Yep. Um, they have to punch uh, coffee bags yes. in the freezer. Uh-huh. Um, one-handed push-ups. <laughs> and they run, run through the snow. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, with, with coffee the bags beans on, on there. there. Yeah. <laughs> They're a bunch of bums. All of them. <laughs> Follow them behind But yeah, we, put, yeah. Uh, we, we, we require all of our baristas to go through the La Barba Barista Academy classes. Um, and now our staff is big enough that we just kind of invite Joe to come do do the training right at at Watchtower at our shop. Yeah. So, uh, so the coffee's good, Andrea. Did that yes. answer your question? It did. And talk about your fun drinks. <laughs> They're fun. The fun drinks. The fun drinks. Uh, Joe calls them our our fluffy. Our drinks? fluffy drinks. Our froofy <laughs> drinks. Yeah, froofy drinks. Because that's, uh, that's where we separate ourselves from like being an actual third wave coffee shop like you know places like uh, blue copper or three cups or public that um kind of do do coffee in a very traditional way we we have that but we've kind of just 
adopted third wave techniques and applied them to uh, our way of doing things, yeah. I guess you could say. so. And we're also much more than a coffee shop, too. I mean, the, the coffee is what we can... Uh, we we can really get behind and I would call ourselves like a coffee shop, but also specialty beverage. Um, cause we do a lot of Italian sodas. We do, uh, boba tea as well. Um, I, I think we're one of the few places in the Valley that actually serves boba tea and, um, those... our signatures though, like uh, the first yeah. one before we opened, Corey came up with this, uh, recipe for a coffee smoothie. So it has, um, Fresh bananas, dates, uh, almonds, and uh, what else? Um, oh, and, and chocolate protein powder, vegan protein powder, um, blended with iced coffee and almond milk. So it's completely vegan, and we call it the Donkey Kong. And that, Corey <laughs> was was messing around with that recipe before we even opened. When when we were starting to ha- um, enter discussions of uh, purchasing Coffee Connection with the owners. Uh, at home, it got really fun at home because we're like, oh, oh what yeah, are we going to serve? Like, let's do this yeah. and this. So Corey came up with this and like everyone in our family just loved it. And so that was kind of the first original recipe drink was the Donkey Kong. And Joe was in trade. Joe Evans was training us one day and it got really busy. And so he's like, here, let me bar- jump behind and, and help you make drinks and stuff. And so he's making uh, lattes and cappuccinos and somebody somebody orders a Donkey Kong. He goes, what the hell is a Donkey, Donkey Kong? Kong. <laughs> I'm pulling out all this and stuff he's, and he's, he's like, this is judging very us. interesting. <laughs> and now like ever since then, I just, I love making him cringe with like all of our, <laughs> our non like traditional drinks. <laughs> Do you guys remember your first customer? Who was our thir- first and not, customer? I'm was, not talking was, family or friends, but like oh. your first First walk in or first customer, like do you remember? I do you remember that experience? What was customer? it? Um, it was somebody who thought we were coffee connection. Yeah, well, actually, that and, was everyone yeah. the first day. Yeah, <laughs> it was it uh, because the the couple of weeks that we were closed when we were trying to transition, um, no matter how many signs we put up on the doors, um, everybody was like trying to open the door and they'd see us in and then they like knock and wave us in. Yeah, and we would open the door and they're like, "Oh, uh, can I get some coffee?" And we're like, uh, "We're." Closed. Not open right now. Yeah. So the, 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 our very first customer was uh, a coffee connection customer that was just like, Oh, this is different. Can I get some coffee? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't really remember that it's, it's a little vague. What I do remember is that, um, the first day, the first, the first couple of weeks, I will say the first two weeks, uh, the majority of our customers were our friends yes. and family. Our mm-hmm. friends kept us in business that first month because people, so what happened was before we took over coffee connection, there were, um, they had some building issues and like plumbing stuff that had to be fixed before. And we was like, I'm not signing anything until that's fixed. So we were, there was a period of time where the, where coffee connection was shut down for about two or three weeks, closer to a month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Closer to a month, Coffee Connection was just shut down. Doors locked. It was out of business, uh, closed for business. And uh, so when we opened back up, by that time, people were used to Coffee Connection being closed. And so the the regular traffic of, of um, customers was not coming through. So we 100% were stayed in business. We survived that first month because of our friends, because of how yeah. awesome our friends and our network and our uh, whatever family that we had here uh, would come, they would come every single day. And, you know, like my really close friends, I would try to hook them up, say, Hey, you know, I, you don't have to, your money's no good here. You don't have to buy a coffee from me. Uh, and 
they everyone insisted on paying full price, no discount. Like, don't give me a discount. I want to pay full price for coffee so I can support you guys. And they would come every single day and and buy coffee. They would buy food, and they would insist on paying full price. So those, you you asked if we're going to do like a big, uh, a big party. We're going to do a very small party for for those, for those people, people. Yeah. to thank them for really keeping us in business that first month. What I have to say, just real quick to jump in, that I've loved, um, speaking of like all these different people that know you guys, I feel like I learned about you from like 10 different people. Sweet. It was actually really funny because um, I learned about you from Mario DeAngelis. Yes, I have a history with yes. Mario, a long and we, history. And we were talking about doing an event for our web series with you guys. and like, oh, there's this great coffee shop called Watchtower. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then I learned about you guys from my friend Scott, who I do a fun, geeky uh, podcast with as well. He's like, we should meet up at this great great place called Watchtower. And I was like, I know where that is. I've been there. Um, then Amanda Squishy uh, oh, told me Amanda. about you guys. Um, but basically, just these tev- several different people were like, let's meet up at this coffee shop. And it was always you guys. And I was like, guys, I know exactly where it is. I've been there multiple times. And I just have to say, it's really cool that you guys are connected in the community and um, whether it's geeky, whether it's music, whether it's coffee, um, it's really cool to see that like you guys have become a name here and you, like you guys have said, you haven't even been open a year and that is so cool and exciting. Well, and it's, it really is a, you know, the the strength of power of our friends. We have, we just have really good friends, I think. And that's what it is. We, um, I, I decided a long time ago that um, I was in a really dark place in my in my early twenties, and um, realized that a lot of the people I was hanging out with and spending time with were vampires and and sucking the life out of me, and just bad, just uh, weren't weren't bringing anything of, of value to my life. And not that I want to be selfish and and you know say that everyone who's around me needs to bring something to the table, but so many people were just sucking and taking that I was like. Uh, and my soul was just dying. And so I made a decision to just start cutting toxic people out of my life at that time. And it was, it's worked out really well. And, um, you know, my time is, is valuable. So I, I want to spend it with people that I think are, are worth, worth the time. And I, I know that sounds really arrogant and I don't mean it to come across that way, but, but I surround myself with good people and good things happen. And, One of the concepts of Watchtower was supposed to kind of actually be a little bit of a community space. We know a lot of artistic people, um, a lot of performance um, people that are performers um, or a lot of painters, artists and everything. And so the the whole idea for me behind Watchtower was to make it a a big like geeky community center where um, if if you needed to get out of the house um, and, and work on some writing or something like that. Well, coffee is almost like the, the go-to, well, drug, so to speak. Um, and, uh, so you go somewhere that's inviting and friendly and has the space and, and the, the coffee that you can kind of nurse while you're sitting there just typing away at your, your laptop. Um, or if, you know, you, you, you made a new song or something like that, um, and you you want to perform it, then well, there's Watchtower. It's it's got a great kind of venue space, and um, everybody can uh, order something, kind of 
be content and happy while they're they're kind of enjoying all of this this um, this art. Yeah, the the coffee and the and the food and the cafe side is really just that's kind of the the engine that that keeps the car running, mm-hmm. right? What uh, the the reason that we have the cafe really is so that we can do the things we want to do, like have a big space where people can come and play, you know, Star Wars X Wing or yes. Dungeons and Dragons and play, have magic tournaments or. Um, you know, have a cool open mic and do comedy or poetry and uh, do film screenings, things like that, that are, it's kind of hard to run an uh, event center or venue space like that yeah. and make money. So the the cafe side is really just those, those are the gears that keep, mm-hmm. that allow the space to be there. Yeah. And, the, and that way we can do things like we have an art gallery that's in there and we, we don't charge like normal gallery um, uh, commission takeaway. Um, mainly because we, we want the artists to be making the money. Um, we don't need the money as far as that space goes, um, because everybody that's, that's coming in is, is, you know, to see your art is, is buying drinks from us. So it's, you know, kind of like a circle of support, I would say along our, our network of friends where we, we give them the space and the audience, and then they, they come in and they actually provide the entertainment for, for a little, yep. Little Have there been lessons, or I don't know, um, running a business? I know I've made mistakes. Have you guys? You made mistakes. I, I know. <laughs> Man, surprise! I've amazing. never made mistakes. <laughs> Do, what what mistakes have you guys made, or what obstacles have you overcome that maybe you didn't expect that were kind of unexpected? And like, what advice would you have for others that want to do the same thing? If Corey doesn't have one, I have one. Okay. Uh, go, always go use ahead. always use spell check when creating your flyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the so, what happened was we're we're right across the street from Salt Lake Community College on State Street, south the South City campus, right? Yep. yep. And we're like, dude, there's so many students. It's gonna be a cash cow. We can just go and, and advertise to all the students there, and we have all these really cool. Corey came up with these a really cool uh, campaign of um of marketing where we had. A donation of a ton of those vintage trading cards, Marvel trading cards, where it has like the superhero on one side, on the back it has like their stats, almost like a baseball card, but it's like what their powers are and everything. So <laughs> we had like a just tons of these, and we're like, okay, we're gonna print off a coupon sticker and put it on the back, so the front will will have like uh, you know a, a sticker of Daredevil, and on the back it'll say free grilled cheese with a, with a you know with a purchase of coffee. And so we printed off like 200 of those and then a few hundred um, fl- little flyers that we were going to go and just blast on the, the, the community boards at the, at the college and uh, through all of the, you know, all, all of the cars in the parking lots. And uh, me, myself, my sister who was living here at that time, um, and then even a couple of my kids, I think, went and we just, we just bombed them with, with flyers and, and coupons. We were passing them out to students, gave out like hundreds of these. And I got back to the shop and was like, yeah, we're so awesome. We're so great. We're so cool. And I had even taken a picture of the coupon and posted it on Facebook. Like, look what we're doing. We're so great. We're so creative. And then someone someone commented like, isn't Watchtower supposed to have an extra T in it? And I had misspelled the name of my own business. And uh, I was like, I just, I just gave out like 400 of these. Oh, it was so mad. I was like, Corey, can you just fire me? I quit. I quit. I'm selling the business. I'm going home. And this is like real in the real early days. It was our first big blast. And I was so mad. 
uh, I was like, I'm taking the rest of the day off. I just need to go away. I need to go away somewhere else. And um, we're we're right next door to a tattoo shop, Ironclad. Great dudes. We love all those guys. They come in for coffee every day. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go see the boys next door. I'm going to go like vent. And I went over there and just decided to spur the moment to get get tattooed. And that's where I got my knuckle tats from. So on one side, I have Jedi. And the other side, I have Sith. Nice. Uh, so use spell check. That's what I learned. You, spe- you spelled Sith right. You got the T in there. I did. I, and I made it extra. And now, like, every time I spell anything, whether it's the menu on the chalkboard or uh, campaign flyers or, or anything, I always take it to Corey. Like, is this spelled right? Can you make sure you can spell check for me? Because I don't, I don't trust myself anymore. I've been in the same boat. I uh, I do a lot of stuff for Wise Guys Comedy Downtown, and same thing. Uh, menus I've spelled like simple ingredients wrong, and you know. And, and sometimes if yeah. you're staring at, so if you're working on a project, yeah, and you're working on it for a while, you're staring at it for days. After a while, the words that are spelled correctly look like they're spelled incorrectly, and I'm not sure. And I sometimes second guess myself. And, and the English language is, you know, screwed up anyway. The There's no, no. It's the worst language. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, at the shop, how do you guys divide up the, the responsibilities that, you know, Corey's probably the the coffee, but outside of that? Well, we, we, we kind of just just had been going through conversations about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some difficult, some sometimes they make sense and like trying to figure this this growth out because in the beginning, everyone did everything. Uh, we were so small. We had three employees. And then Corey and myself, and it was easy for everybody to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, we need milk. I'll go to Costco. Oh, we need flyers. I can make those. Um, you know, someone needs to be trained on this. Corey can train them. And whatever it was, like everybody just picked up the yeah. slack of whatever it, there was. It was so. kind of like playing volleyball where like the ball's coming at you and then somebody's just like, they they call it and they they took care of it. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of like the the manager for a while, but... I've I've been a marketing student, and um, one of the the main drives of me actually um, getting my own business was because I kind of felt like I really knew how to promote it and create it like a, a little bit of a culture behind it. So um, I've just started uh, assuming the responsibility of like say the art gallery and um, social media, yeah, uh, contacting people to kind of get like some events, networking. Mm-hmm. She's she's good at schmoozing something that i'm not good at i am she likes to go to parties like you know we went to the we we got into the salt lake or the city weekly arties hey, hey. um hey. <laughs> sorry we, we selfied you couldn't see that uh, in radio land in podcast land but we selfied we'll um <laughs> we we got into the arties and uh that was like our first really like major award i guess you could say yeah. and i didn't uh, i mean i'm not a like i don't like to go to parties especially where there's a bunch of people that i don't know and Corey likes that stuff. And so she's good at like going and networking and meeting people. She was walking around um, the Urban Arts Fest just talking to artists for potential art gallery um, stuff. And, and she's good at that. Um, it's a little bit easier when people feed me free booze too. So. <laughs> just keep the beer going. <laughs> but um, I mean, Salt Lake. Uh, so this last Comic Con was a very big learning experience for, for us. Uh, they approached the Salt Lake Comic Con process to run their speed dating. Um, they had a, a different company running it up until now, and they wanted to go with someone local, and so we did. Uh, and we ran it half, like, we kind of had an idea of, of what, what we were doing. And um, 
a lot of it was just, let's just jump in and teach ourselves how to swim. Uh, and so we did that. It was crazy. Three days of just complete pandemonium and just craziness. It, w- it went really well. But um, we were so focused on the event at, at Comic-Con that the shop got completely neglected. Like we were out of all this food. We were out of um, the, the, the fridges were low on milk and like all these things. And it, I didn't, I didn't check the staffing to make sure that we had enough staff for the, you know, for the, the traffic that we were getting um, completely neglected. Didn't even step foot in the shop during while Comic-Con was going. Cause we were so focused on that. And coming back from that was eye opening experience for me realizing that, okay, we're, what we're trying to do is something a little bit different and we're going to have to, we've grown to a point where we need the, those events. We need that, the marketing arm to be strong. We need to keep doing these, these really cool events at the shop. And we need to be outside of the shop too, like at the farmer's markets and, and comic cons, things like that. So um, we also need to make sure that the shop is running smoothly, that the, the cafe behind the counter is, is going well. So we kind of had to sit down, Corinne did a, a had a business date, which we often do at, at a different coffee shop. I think we went to Coffee Garden, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I went to Coffee Garden and um, sat down and kind of hashed it out. Like, okay, who's going to do what? And what are our skills? What are we good at? Where? What can I take off of your plate? And what can I put on mine? And just kind of divided it up that way. And I feel like it's it's still new, right? So we're still kind of transitioning. I'm just transitioning on taking over some of the general manager stuff, and Corey's still transitioning on taking over a lot of the, like um, some of the social networking things. So it's new and we're learning on that, but we, we've grown to a point, which is not as nice problem to have grown to a point where we have to start delegating and actually have like job responsibilities instead of everybody doing everything. It's really hard running your own business and then have, you know, bringing somebody in and just saying like, well, this is, this is yours, your responsibility now. Cause it's kind of like having, having like a project, your own baby. And then, um, just completely giving trust over to somebody else, yep. um, that, that they can run it, but Cut you know, the baby in half, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, when it came to Comic-Con, um, we had employees that were working like double shifts too, and they had no problem with it. They, uh, our employees are so, they're our biggest fans. Yes. And they, they, they will give their blood, sweat, and tears to make sure that, that the shop's still running, that everything's covered and everything's just, just going. Um, and they do it well. Yeah. I'm very, very proud of our, of the Mm -hmm. staff that we have. We're very selective. We have lots of resumes that come through and, um, I, I mean, I wish we could hire everybody, but we, we can't afford to hire everyone. And so we have to be very, very selective about who we bring on and who, who we, we treat it like a family business. Um, it, it always from the beginning was like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, it, it kind of is a family business, but we treat all of our staff as if we're inviting them into our family. And they're all a geek about something. Yeah. That's a requirement <laughs> to work. It is a requirement. You have to be a geek about something because that's the one thing you can't teach. You can, we can teach you all day about coffee. Yeah. If you have a passion for coffee and you don't know how to make it, we can teach you. Like we've gotten it down to a, a very uh, a, a good technique and a science almost that we can, we can make anyone an excellent barista as long as they have a passion for coffee. What we can't teach you 
is a love for Star Wars or an unhealthy obsession for comic books or <laughs> you know, things like that. You have to be able to geek out with a customer if they come in and want to geek out about something. I, I worked at Media Play back in the day and oh. I was in the music section and my, some of my favorite moments were geeking out with yeah, customers about, about music. It makes, it makes the place special for you. Like yes. if, if I was a customer and I came in to Media Play and, and we had like a geek out, I would probably come back to, to try and find you again and, and you know. I used to work in the movie section. Did we work together? Which one, one did you, were you at? I was at the Redwood one. Yeah, we. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we might have. I was there for. Well, hello, coworker. <laughs> about five, like 90, like 93 to 96, I think. Oh, okay. I, I was only there for uh, about two years before the FYE takeover. Okay. Did, did you know Rick? Yes. Back in music? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's been there forever. He's he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Small Lake City. Yep. yep. Where did the name Watchtower come from? That was um, that was from my my cousin Mark and I went in our late night geek out sessions. That was uh, that's the name has always been Watchtower from the beginning. We were kind of like trying to think of what's the name of this comic book shop going to be, and he was the one that um, that came up with the idea, not knowing what the name was. He was like, "What's the What's the headquarters of of the Justice League that you know that spaceship that goes around the Earth? I was like, oh, Watchtower, it's the Watchtower, and he was like, yeah, that sh- it should be that. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect, and we just kind of stuck with it, kind of because it was a cool name, and it it didn't really dawn on me until maybe uh, like six months into the business, into Watchtower opening, that I really re- realized how fitting that name was for for what we're doing, and. Um, because like Corey said, she always wanted it to be a community center for, for the geeks. It's, it's, it's a place that I feel like was needed in the geek community here in Salt Lake because there's not really a whole lot of places for our people to congregate and, and meet and hang out. Because yeah, most of the comic book shops comic book are, shops. are teeny. Yeah. They're packed with the books and, and stuff. Hester. And there's nowhere to sit. They don't have chairs. Yeah. Well, Hester's the only place I can think of that has like room, more space. More yeah. space. Yeah. Um, and it's I, as much as I love game shops and, and comic book shops, it's not always the most inviting place to stay and hang out. You kind of no. go, you you browse. If you know somebody that's working there, or you start a, start a geek out session, you can you can hang out with somebody. But um, I wouldn't call it necessarily inviting. So it had to be. We we're trying to create an inviting place, a place for people to meet and congregate, and really. You know, Watchtower is the headquarters for the Justice League, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. They, that's where they go to um, watch over the, the planet that they protect. And to drink their coffee. They do have a cafe yes. in the Watchtower. If you watch the Justice League animated series, there is a cafe when, and uh, Flash's favorite drink is the ice mocha. Just you better have that. Oh, we have it. Oh, we have it. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. But so yeah, it's like uh, the the Watchtower is the is the meeting place of the of the heroes. It's where heroes congregate, and so that's what we are trying to do is is to bring everyone in the community together, as a place to uh, to connect. Since you opened, what has been like the biggest surprise to you about everything? Uh, the, the support. Support. Like... I was going to say the same thing, man. Don't. Don't sleep on the geek community. Yeah, uh, it's like they will support you. Yeah, uh, if you're doing something that that uh, 
if you're doing something that the geek community feels is worthy, they will spend their last dollar. They will blast you on social media in a good way. Uh, they will share your, you know, to all of their friends and get people to come in. It's just we, support has been overwhelming. We get a lot of gifts too. Yeah, like people just drop off like all of this great stuff. Like we we were talking about, uh, we we got a projector screen, so a lot of people were asking about that, and we're like, yeah, we've we've got a projector screen. Someone gave it to us. Um, and we just went ahead and mounted it on the wall and they're like, well, where's the projector? And it's like, well, oh, we, we don't have one yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for one. And we, we had uh, a regular customer who's not even necessarily geeky. He, he, he just really liked the, the atmosphere. Uh, he came in one day and he's carrying a big old projector and he just gave us a projector. And then, um, all of our friends that, you know, if they're cleaning out their garages, you know, have like the big things of comic books. They'll be like, I bet Watchtower would enjoy these. And then they, they come over and, and drop those off. So we, we'll, We've kind of become, or we, I've told people that we'll be the, the thrift store. We'll be the DI of, <laughs> of, the, of your geek, um, you know, all of your geek things, like mm-hmm. whether it's uh, toys or comic books. And what we do is when we get really cool things, we kind of box them and, and put them aside in the basement. Uh, and we use them for prizes. You know, um, the every Tuesday night we have an open mic comedy night uh, with with comedy roadkill, and we'll give them prizes to to give to their their comics. And um, watch Wasatch Wordsmiths, the the slam poetry group. They do a slam every uh, every second Thursday at, at at Watchtower, and so we give them prizes. And uh, with we have so many single issue comic books that have been donated to us. We haven't bought one. We have bought no comics at all. Uh, they've all been donated. We have so many that uh, we didn't know. We, we try, we've started selling them for like a dollar. We have a dollar rack of comics. They weren't even selling fast enough for us to get through them. And now we have so many that we just, we've decided to make everyday free comic book day for kids. So if you come in with your, with your family, if you have kids with you, they, they can pick out a comic book and, and take it home with them, whichever one they want. We, we also try to make sure that everything gets a good home. So if, if um, well, sometimes we absorb like some really cool stuff, like uh, people also drop off quite a bit of toys. And then so we put toys in strate- strategic places where either um, a kid can come in and they actually can like pick up the toy. Yeah, we invite them to play with the toys. Yeah. And- um, other people, the one of their favorite things to do at Watchtower is to grab like a couple of toys and pose them together and like take like a photo, um, you know, on, on our counter, like maybe they're fighting or they're hugging it out or something like that. <laughs> and, it was during Bat- Bat- when uh, Batman v Superman was uh, before it had released. I went and bought like all of the the action figures from from the movie and I uh, had put them in fighting poses. And then somebody kept coming back. It must have been a regular, but they would come back like every couple of days and have Batman and Superman hugging each other <laughs> instead. So, um, but yeah, we, we also, um, I think that that's why people also like giving us so many like toys and comic books because they used to love reading or playing with those and they want to make sure that it goes somewhere else that's like a good home where somebody could appreciate it. It's like the uh, the ending of Toy Story 3. Yes. If you remember, like he had all of his, his boxes of toys. He just wanted them to go to, oh man, now I'm getting all choked up. <laughs> that scene makes me cry <laughs> because that's what we do. Like we'll take your, we'll take your most valued possessions and make sure they go to a good home. 
um, sometimes I have a, uh, sometimes I'll see like a donation of comics and I'll be like, Oh, this is, this one is special. I'm going to put this one aside. We got a, a, a spider Gwen number one and a silk number one, uh, which are really cool characters, especially with, um, you know, for girls, there's a lot of really strong, powerful female um, comic book characters now. So I put those ones aside and waited for the right person to come in. There was this little girl that came in. She couldn't have been older than like nine or 10. And um, I asked her, like her mom or her, her, her grown up, her grown up was with her and, and ordered some coffee and stuff. And uh, I just asked the girl, uh, do you like comics? Her eyes just bug. I lit up. She's like, yeah. So I don't, you see those comics over there? You can go ahead and pick one and and keep it, take it with you. And she just bolted, like, just, and started going through. Well, it was like 15 minutes that she couldn't decide on which comic. <laughs> I said, "Hey, have you ever heard of Spider Gwen?" And she's like, "No, I haven't." I said, "Hold on, I got something special for you." So I went back and and pulled it out of the the special box in the office and uh, and a couple of other like you know girl um, girl characters, strong strong female characters, and uh, handed them over to her and. Uh, I don't know that those are her first comic books, but for sure that was like a lasting impression that that it gave. And I know for a fact the um, the owner of those comics, uh, Danielle Uberalis from, from the Hello Sweetie podcast, she gave those to us, and I I promised her that I would give them to to the right person. And I told her that story, and and I think she got the chills too. So we will we will we will tour story three the hell out of your your stuff. In closing, what is everyone's favorite? coffee beverage steve oh yeah see i'm a dr pepper drinker sorry i know don't don't hate me i I need sugar (laughs) i need sugar um but i love mochas does that work and that that's with chocolate for sure sure. of course you love mochas i know of course you do bringing that back (laughs) do you guys have a like a chocolate sauce like a we have a hot fudge a hot fudge we do yeah. Let's, can, we, can we go to Hatch uh, yes. later and try the chocolate? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, we can. I, I'm a chocoholic. We can get you Hardcore. set up. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite drink? Um, Man, it changes from day to day. Um, usually, so my gauge when I go to a coffee shop is I'll get, um, I'll get a pour over and a double shot of espresso. And that's how I kind of like can gauge the, the quality of their of their coffee, there. I think those are probably my two favorite: pour over, and just a double shot of espresso. I've been addicted to cortados lately. I go through mm. phases. Um, honestly, when I first um, we started up Watchtower, it was my mission to make the best pumpkin spice latte <laughs> in Salt season. Lake City. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's coming back, and I I love it so very much. So I guess I maybe that's a actually huge my huge batch of our pumpkin, and it's sauce. so good. He he needed me to try some, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna fall off the white girl wagon." <laughs> so, and I did. I fell. She hard. fell off. She fell hard. Yeah, yeah. but uh, otherwise, I I like just like a standard cortado, which is um, either two or four shots of espresso and then equal amounts of milk. So it's like a very concentrated latte. Andrea, um, I. You know, I, I like cozy time. I do like hot drinks, but I often don't order hot drinks. Um, if it's a good coffee place, man, just straight up iced coffee. Mm. Love it. Love a good cold brew. Um, but then I, you know, I just, I think because of the name, I just love ordering a dirty chai. Uh, <laughs> especially if it's dirty. spicy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
that it's always kind of awkward because we, we do ask like, do you want like a spicy chai or do you want a sweet chai? Cause we have two different types of chai and then people are like, yeah, can you add like a, a shot to it or something like that? And I'm sitting there like in the, the coffee shop, like dirty, spicy chai, <laughs> dirty, sweet chai, sweet, they, dirty chai. They, they, they always get up embarrassed, yeah. hide their face. It, That's mine. Hey Dylan, we yes. haven't um, plugged your address. I keep saying it. Tell us your hours and where you're at again. Well, can I can I say my favorite? Yeah. Coffee. Wait. Absolutely. Uh, no. <laughs> Come on, Dylan. A caramel macchiato. I usually get that just. So what? What? Uh, so uh, like an American macchiato or the traditional European macchiato? American. American. Like the Starbucks yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We can make that. So back to Steve's question, address hours. I mean, hours. you're open right now. So. Open right yeah, now. yeah. We're, it feels like we're almost always open. We are at 1588 South and State Street. So um, if you're familiar with State Street, we're right across the way from the community college, the South City campus. And we're nestled right in between Ironclad Tattoo Shop and Uprock, a hip-hop shop. So, um, And our hours are, we, we open at... Eight. We're a little bit of a later coffee shop, um, so we open from eight to midnight Monday through Friday, and then nine to midnight on Saturdays and Sundays. Seven days a week to midnight, mm-hmm. and then social media uh, Watchtower at I it, watch. It's at Watchtower on both on um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, oh, it's at Watchtower Cafe. Sorry, Watchtower Cafe yeah. on on uh, Facebook with the two T's. <laughs> no, with no T's. <laughs> it was watch hour. <laughs> I still, it still makes me so mad. Uh, but yeah, watch Watchtower Cafe on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And the website's watchtower-cafe.com. Dot com. Yep. Andrea, do you have anything to add? Steve, any final thoughts? No, I want to go. Okay. It, no, I'm just really impressed. And what I really like about it is you can just feel the passion that you guys have. And I think that that's what's amazing because for you, it's not a job. It's actually, I wouldn't be, doing I mean, you're all like lit up, just excited talking about what you guys do and what you did for that, that little girl and all of your customers. That's amazing. And that's what I want to go experience. Doesn't it go away though? After like three years, I hope not. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> like all my, uh, all business owner friends are like, uh, you like it right now, but. I remember those days when I was still passionate about it. Like, oh man, if this ever becomes not fun anymore, I'm done. I'm going to move quit. on to the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I've got a whole list of businesses I want to open up. So. <laughs> we'll just do so a, just throw a dart on at the one next of them. One. Next. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm having way too much fun right now. Yeah. Well, thank you, Watchtower Cafe, Mike thank and Corey. You. Thank you. This thank was fun. You. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Steve. And we'll try to fit another episode in before I go on vacation to Disneyland and Universal. I'm jealous. We'll peek out after that. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, and good night.